Hi, I'm Kate Contreras. This is my podcast, Simply You. More specifically, my Simply Minis. These will be shorter podcasts that focus on one specific topic of a larger subject matter. I am a wife, mother of three, and a certified personal trainer. I am passionate about health, fitness, mom life, and everything and anything in between. I love learning about other people, about the current events happening in our world today. And I am here to share that with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Simply You. Um, My name is Kate Contreras, in case you didn't know that. Um, I am a certified personal trainer, um, obsessed and have a huge passion for health and wellness um, in all aspects of life, not just fitness, not just nutritional health, but mental health and emotional health and all of those things. Um, And I have brought back um, my therapist whom I love. Um, and she's going to kind of, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper on some specific mel- mental health, um, diagnoses. Is that how I say it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'm going to just toss it over to Kristen and do a little blurb and let's go. Okay. Uh, I'm Kristen Burris. I'm a licensed um, mental health counselor. So I'm a marriage and family therapist and a licensed addiction counselor. And I tend to um, do a lot of trauma work with people um, because all all of us have a lot of trauma. Um, And so I work with sort of the more intense people and do some pretty serious deep dives into what's going on. And sometimes when we do that, we find that we have a diagnosis that we didn't know before. Once we start talking, you know, when I'm, when I have people come in and um, they start telling me their symptoms and stuff like that. So, so one of the first things I ask when people come into my room is like, what brings you in today? What's going on today? What are your, what, what are your Mm -hmm. symptoms? I remember that question. I had forgotten. Yes. And that's huge. It is. It is huge because, you know, somebody might get, might get sent to me by another therapist. That's really common um, especially in our practice. Exactly. Um, because I do kind of, uh, specialize in trauma where some other people in our practice might do couples or, you know, they might see teenagers or, uh, whatever. Like mine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and so, you know, I want to know what, what's going on with you today, that, that these things are bothering you. And so from there, that's when I sort of start building the picture of what someone's diagnosis might be. Um, it's not what I focus on, but sometimes it's good to know where we are mm-hmm. if someone needs um, medication or if they need a different, a different kind of help or um, you know, just, just to kind of fine tune the therapy for the client. Okay, awesome. And, um, Oh, we talked about it um, in the last podcast that we did, um, but I just want to point out too, because this was a big thing for me, is um, basically um, defining trauma. So I, I always felt like trauma was if you were, you know, sexually abused, sexually assaulted, um, you know, physical abuse, you um, were in the military and you, um, you know, were in wars, like that, like the huge traumas. Right. Um, but 
just growing up, you can have trauma just by the way that you were parented or um, if you had a bully in school, right? That, and it just has affected your entire life. Yeah. Um, so it's not just the huge things. And I was always kind of like, not wanting to say that I'm dealing with trauma because I felt like I didn't have the place to say that because I was, I was not abused. I was right. not assaulted. I was, you know, I've not gone to war like all, but it's, it's still trauma. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and people think of trauma in the PTSD scenario. Yes. So we've got post-traumatic stress disorder. And so you're right. People have this misconception that trauma has to be what we call big T traumas. Okay. Big T traumas oh. are the things that you're talking about. Sexual assault, physical assault, um, intense, uh, like emotional abuse. If you've been in an accident or witnessed an accident, um, if you were neglected or like you said, wartime, things like that. Those are, those are some examples of big T traumas, but little T traumas, so there's big T and little T. So little T traumas are those, those things that like, maybe you just had, um, maybe there was just a little bit of bullying. It wasn't like you were beat up. Not, not that any bullying is okay. Right. But right. like, you know, maybe it was, you were teased for being overweight or, um, you know, it's not, it's not that intense. Having big legs. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. um, but you know, it's not that big, intense trauma. Enough little T's will cause the same reaction in our bodies that one big T will. And then you've got complex PTSD, C-PTSD, um, which is multiple big T traumas, especially over a long period of time. So um, the thing is, is that if we don't get to release that trauma, that energy from the trauma, the negative um energy that kind of builds up in our body, then those little T traumas build up and they almost kind of come together to make a big T to the point where we then have a lot of the same, um, a lot of the same uh, trauma triggers and things like that, that um, people with what you would consider um, more traditional trauma, PTSD people would be those big T traumas. Okay. That's, I've never heard it stated that way. I love that. Um, that's so good. I'm going to have to do a, a live, um, on that on Facebook. Um, and, and that's so interesting, um, that you talk about like the complex trauma. So lots of little T's and, um, it took me back to, um, when, when I was younger, um, I want to say probably my twenties, I wasn't like super young. Um, but I felt so crazy in my head, so messed up that I was like, did I have, like, was I abused? Was I sexually assaulted? Like, did something happen? And I'm like blocking it out. And I'm thinking like, there's no way, but I thought that there had to have been something so traumatic that that's why I felt so crazy in my head. Right. Um, and then, so it, to it makes complete sense now that you're saying a bunch of little T's can equal a big one. Right. And I knew I didn't suffer from one specific big trauma. Right. Big well, and oh about our childhood is we only know what we know, right? 
Mm-hmm. So like um, lots of people will grow up with um, maybe corporal punishment in their household, whether that's spanking or belt or, um, you know, things like standing in the corner for hours, those kinds of things. And if that's what you grew up with and that's what you know, that feels normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's about kind of defining what, what are the things. So trauma also has to do with how does it affect you? right? So some people aren't as affected by their trauma. You know, they may have had something really bad happen to them, even if they aren't just tucking it away, you know, which is what, which is what makes them continue to build. Mm -hmm. But maybe they just, um, maybe it, it just wasn't a traumatic experience. Their, their brain somehow worked it out on its own. It certainly happens all the time. I have a very good friend. Yeah. Like you're saying this, I'm like, yep. Like I can't, I can't imagine how, you know, how they pushed through what they did and, you know, somewhat unscathed and, you know, on the outside at least. And, and I mean, obviously, I mean, we're close enough to where I kind of, um, know a little bit more, um, you know, on the emotionally on the inside and, you know, things like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I would be like one messed up person more than I am now. we all have our thing, right? We all, we all have our stuff and it's how it affects us that really, um, defines whether it's trauma or not. And, you know, every single diagnosis, whether it's bipolar, depression, anxiety, PTSD, all of those things, everything, schizophrenia, all of it. It's all about how does it affect your daily life? So if it's something that, um, creates problems. And so this is why I asked the question, what's happening today Mm -hmm. brought you in, right? Are you crying a lot? Are you having racing thoughts? Can you not sleep? That's why I start asking questions so I can start to formulate an understanding of what these people need. Okay. That's so good. And I, and I originally had come in, I, um, saw a different therapist, um, we were doing some, uh, couples counseling and then I went in on my own. Cause I'm like, you know what? He knows kind of my story and what's going on. And, um, so it would just be easier to go in and say, okay, this is what I'm struggling with today. And then he kind of had the background. Um, and he was like, you need to, he was like, well, you have anxiety. And I'm like, what? Like I was 38, 39 and I had never been diagnosed anxiety. I had been seeing, um, I've been seeing a therapist, um, since I was 15 almost 16. And I was diagnosed with depression. Um, and then come to find out I was misdiagnosed in my twenties, my late twenties, um, bipolar. And, um, but I was told it's type two. I actually had dated somebody who was type one. I'm like, you know, you hear bipolar and you're like, Oh my goodness. You know, I was like, I'm not at all like this person. Um, and you know, well type two, so it's like a lesser, and yeah. then I thought anxiety was just like, you're worried all the time. And I right. don't feel like I'm worried all the time. Um, right. But then learning more about what anxiety was, I was like, oh my God, yes, that's me. And right. so I feel like, and, and maybe you disagree, but I feel like um, what I felt like when I first came to see you is that I had all these little teas that I was like, I can't sleep, but I also am exhausted all the time. I have no energy. I feel like. I'm not doing that much to be as tired as I am all the time, right. uh, but I'm also, I can't sleep. 
<laughs> I remember that. I was like, Kate, you're doing way too much. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, but I don't feel like I am because I'm, you know, like it, it didn't add up to be, you know, I hear what other people do. And, you know, I'm just like, well, why can't I handle this little, you know, my life and they're handling this huge, big life. Um, right. And I mean, I had tried because um, uh, my, the therapist that had um, referred me to you um, had me try um, CBD oil. And so, and my husband went and got it for me and I said, um, I mean, basically get me the strongest stuff they have. Yeah. And so they sent home and they were like, well, try like two drops or something and then try four. And the max was 10. I don't remember. And then also got some like gummies, um, that were the CBD, not like the THC, like, you know, high, I was not high. I probably could have benefited from that maybe, but, <laughs> um, and it did not touch my sleep. Oh yeah. I still was just as awake as, and you know, not able to sleep. I mean, I could, I could fall asleep, but I was always, I, I never felt like I got into that REM sleep. I was such, so light sleeping and not cause I was a mom, you know, and you're like, Oh, you hear everything. Um, yeah. cause I never felt rested and the CBD oil did not touch yeah. the sleep issue at all. Right. Well, and here's the thing is that, um, you know, sleep, lack, either too much sleep or too little sleep is indicative of a lot of these um, different things that we're talking about, anxiety, depression, bipolar, a lot of these things cross over. And I think people like you did will get misdiagnosed. So you said earlier that, um, that you felt kind of uh, crazy in your early 20s. Right. And then that probably is what led um, that person, whoever it was in your late twenties to be like, oh, well, you have this crazy period. And so maybe you're bipolar. Right. But there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of criteria that we really have to go through to say someone has this or someone has this. And so that's what the DSM, the diagnostic and statistical manual five TR now there's no, okay. <laughs> that's like the LGBTQIA plus. <laughs> exactly. Well, they make these little tweaks and yeah. then, and they just, you know, once you buy another $150 book, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, but, but you know, the, the DSM five was a huge change. It was a huge change for PTSD. It was a huge change for um, autism spectrum disorder. And, um, and they changed um, also what, something else. And I can't remember, but they added a few diagnoses, um, different type, oh, addiction. Some addiction stuff got changed as well. Um, so that, you know, that's the good thing is that as, as people's needs evolve, as we learn more about the brain, as we learn more about all of these things, then uh, as slow as the medical community can be sometimes to get these things out, they are trying so that we have, like I said, a set of criteria. So there it's, it's things like you must have three of the following seven to be diagnosed, right? Diagnosis means you meet this set of criteria mm -hmm. um, at this time. Now I need, I need people to hear that. I need people to hear that it's at this time. Okay. Interesting. So just yeah. because, so does that mean that I could have been bipolar type two back then? Well, and, and, and now some, I'm not, or well, some of these things are uh, chemically related, right? 
So we've got serotonin in our brain and I'm no doctor. Um, I know just enough to be dangerous about the brain. Um, but it's the serotonin and the lack of serotonin, the overproduction of serotonin that can like kind of, uh, create some of these things. And, and then that's where the medication is, can be effective. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you talked about CBD earlier. So CBD, THC, um, those are all sort of like calming things. Like, mm-hmm. like their central nervous THC is a central nervous system depressant and CBD has some of those properties. Um, however they divide it out again, like I'm no scientist, but, um, (laughs) but the the fact that that didn't help you kind of indicates that it wasn't just a chemical thing, right? So, so a central nervous system depressant should relax your nervous system, right? You should be able to chill and get some rest, Mm -hmm. but that didn't help. So it was some kind of chemical thing, but also this energy thing that we're talking about. Right. And so that trauma that you hadn't let go of all those little T's that you're talking about that you didn't let go of, um, were causing you to not sleep very well. And CBD works for some people and that's great. And I love that for them. Um, but sometimes we, we, we just gotta get in there and do some trauma work. Um, and it's really hard. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's funny, um, how, through the EMDR that we did, like we talked about before, um, it stands for eye movement. Desensitization reprocessing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, um, but you do, you don't do the eye thing. You do it with little. Yeah. Yeah, um, it looks like- yeah. And, um, it was so interesting to me that certain things would come up either during therapy while we were doing EMDR or even afterwards, like a couple days later or whatever that I never even knew was an issue for me. Like I never even knew. And I had this, um, oh my gosh, I totally lost the word, um, trigger. And I, I mean, I, I had no idea. And Mm -hmm. so it's so interesting how you can think like, oh, I'm good. And then obviously something takes you into your office (laughs) and then you you dive in and it's like, I had no idea that this was a little T for me. Right. That was adding up with everything else that I maybe was aware of. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, because you know, you kind of know what bothers you, especially when we're talking about little T's, like those are the things that kind of like run under the surface, like, oh, that's irritating or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that upsets me or that makes me nervous or w- whatever that, that feeling is that, that a person will have, but you just kind of go, oh, well, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes sense. I, oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night. So yeah, I'm probably just irritable or I'm probably just whatever. And so what we'll do is we will just kind of explain it away. Right. When we don't have this big event that happened in our lives, we will just kind of explain it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's always- not a big explanation right. for it. Right. There's not this big, like, yeah, you know, I was, you know, beaten every Thursday for 15 years, you know, it's not that kind of thing, but it, it's, we're back to energy, right? It's that energy that kind of gets trapped in your body. And you could think of the energy as like, you know, what, whatever you feel like energy is, right. Um, your marks on your soul or, 
or just uh, just actual electricity, right? Because we're all made up of electricity. We're all made up of, um, that's how our body works. That's how our blood flows. It's how our heart works. It's all through, through electricity and energy. And so when that kind of gets, you know, dampened or heightened, right? The dampened being kind of like depression and heightened being like anxiety, then, then we get thrown off and we have symptoms, right? And it's these symptoms that people come in with, um, and they, and they let me know what it is. And then I can start kind of figuring out, okay, what, what do we need to do? Where are we? What kind of, you know, it doesn't really matter. The diagnosis only matters if there's some kind of, um, a, for us to be able to understand, like what's really wrong with me. Like when you finally were like, oh, I have anxiety. Like, how did that change things for you? How did that change how you looked at it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that was huge. Um, and for me, I, I, a lot of people I think struggle with, um, putting labels on things and I get, I absolutely understand, you know, well, you know, especially like moms and their kids, like, you know, I don't want them to be labeled this way. And and I 100% get it. Um, but at the same time, you can't necessarily help yourself or your child in the proper way that's actually going to help and make the difference if you don't have a diagnosis. And so me being treated for, um, you know, I needed to be treated for depression when I was 15. I mean, that's what I was struggling with. Um, and then I wasn't depressed anymore and I didn't know I had anxiety. So like, how do you, how do you fix that? If you don't know what's going on? Right. Again, we only know what we know, mm-hmm. right? We only know what we know. So until, until we understand something and, and it, you know, if we're not out there searching, you know, on the internet, Dr. Google to tell us what's going on with us, then it's usually when people go to a professional and they go, oh, well, you have these symptoms here, you know, sounds like you might be struggling with depression or anxiety or, you know, whatever it is. And then, and then knowing the answer allows you to do a couple of things. You can seek treatment, right? If you want, if you want a medication from a psychiatrist, or you can say, you know what? this is my anxiety. And when I start feeling these, um, these feelings in my body, do you remember we talked about that? Like, what are your, what are your physical symptoms? The physical symptoms, the like, you know, like rapid heartbeat or like sweaty palms or like your stomach starts to have butterflies. When you, there's, there's about 10 different ones, um, that people can experience any or all of, and that's your fight or flight. And so, um, when you start experiencing the symptoms, you can go, you know what, this is my anxiety. I'm going to use my coping skills. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do some grounding. I'm going to whatever. So there's, you know, there's so many different ways. Once you know what's going on, there's different ways to cope with it. Some people choose patient, some people choose a more natural method. Some people, well, some people ignore to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just go on about their lives. Well, and, and, um, the other thing about like actually having a diagnosis for it and like a name for it, I just thought I couldn't handle my shit. Right. You know, like I was just like, okay, I'm either doing too much and I need somebody to tell me that, but I didn't feel like I was because I know all these other people are doing all these other things and I didn't feel like I was doing that much. Um, and so I just needed help with organizing things. I felt like, 
you know, either like tell me I'm doing too much and I can figure out what I can drop or, you know, just help me like organize it. When in reality I was operating, and that's what Grant said. He was like, you've been operating right up to for 38, 39, I can't remember years yeah. of your life. Right. That's hard. Yeah. That is, you know, of course your body's breaking down. Like I'm right. not, I can't believe I didn't break down like that, you know, before. Right. Um, and then going like, oh, that's anxiety. Like you said, having the coping skills right away before you can um, have enough um, therapy sessions, you know, to fix yourself, um, to be able to get into a psychiatrist and even start on meds, like getting those coping skills and then understanding like, it's not me. Right. It's, it's in here. Like, I can't, I can't fix it. I did. It's not like I did something to myself. Like I didn't do this to myself. It's not a choice. Right. Right. Yes, yes, yes depression, bipolar, you can just be okay. Right. Like just stop being sad or just stop being. Yes. I had an ex-boyfriend that would say that, like, just think happy thoughts. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you don't get this. Like, I I wish I could happy thought this away. Right. No, it's not can't handle your shit. It's that your body isn't functioning properly. Your brain isn't functioning properly. And so you need to address those issues so that you can handle your shit properly. Yeah. So basically go see a therapist. If you think you're, if you're struggling at all, which I think everybody can benefit um, by seeing a therapist. So go in, even if they say like, I'll take my kids to play therapy and go, Hey, if this is a normal seven-year-old or five-year-old thing to do, cool. But instead of ignoring it, I would rather find out if it's, if it's just normal or if we need to do something about it. So go in see somebody, if you're diagnosed, then you know how to fix it. Um, so go see one today. Yeah.